Hi, thank you for joining us. My name is Caroline Starwalrad, and we have a wonderful conversation with Dr. Richard Allen Miller. I asked him originally to talk about homeopathy, and he talked about almost everything else. Do you know Dr. Miller is an author and researcher? Um, he actually was a Navy SEAL back in the 60s, and he was, uh, he's, got a lot of, he's got a lot of history, but he also has a very smart brain, and this man has done incredible research in different fields of even agriculture, alternative agriculture, in physics and metaphysics. So please enjoy your conversation today, and we'll get started. Welcome, Dr. Miller. Let's talk about homeopathy. What is it that a homeopath needs to know? That part, I'm uncertain. It could be a number of variables, and that's based on uh, that system of medicine, which is different than allopathic medicine. Each has a metaphor in the way they approach medicine. For example, American Indians used to have only 300 different diseases or ailments, and they had cures for each one. And today we have 50,000 mm -hmm. definitions for different ailments, some of which we don't even have cures for yet by definition. That means there's no way to get there from here. And so that's what our current system of medicine has led us to in the distinction between health and healing. Yeah. Healing implies sickness. Health means that homeostasis might be different for each person. That doesn't mean it's true. That's an assumed truth. By definitions, you know, you start in physics, you start with assumed truths, like the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. Today, we don't make that assumption because we talk about curved space. That's why physics doesn't have the answers any more than any other system. It, it may, it's based on assumptions and definitions and assumed truths. So there is no truth? That is correct in one sense of it. It predicates on your words and your structure of words. Information is a different item than what you think it is. There is an axiom in information theory that says that if you have enough information to ask a coherent question, you have enough information to answer it. That the nature of information is such that if it's structured correctly, the question is the answer. Does that mean, and I just need to clarify for my own understanding, so does that mean that there are boundaries set? Within That's that correct. Time? When you set up a worldview or a system, a universe, a model of the universe, it has limitations. It will open certain doors and others are closed. And the example that I've always used in the early years was that if you were a Christian and two aliens walked in the door, could you see them? I wouldn't have seen it if I hadn't have believed it. So it's not necessarily a question. It's a statement that has its already has its boundaries with your That is life. correct. And so when you talk about a quantum universe, that universe uses space and time as the coordinates for measuring. How does this help a homeopath? I mean, we're really talking for me about homeopathy. It's such a well, you need to understand the limitations of your system of belief in terms of what homeopathy is and what it is not, what it embraces and what it does not embrace. So does it help when someone comes to the door already making a statement that this person will be healed? Or will That's an assumed truth. That is an assumption. What would be what you do? What would you do to 
magnify the best effect that for why somebody's coming to you? You see, it is what you're making as definitions on what would be constituted as something's wrong with them. In, in the field of physics, we create models of the universe in an attempt to open certain doors and restrict other doors from possibilities. So that's what the difference is between different models of the universe. This one does this, but it won't allow you to do that. Well, I think that what we're doing is restricting each other. It restrict ourselves. We restrict Well, that's correct because we're limited. The consciousness is not real. There are many Aborigine tribes on down to advanced races that used to believe that dream time has more content of reality than a conscious awaking state does. Mm -hmm. Well, then, now we have a question. And what is the nature of water? And water is the first molecule that we know of, smallest molecule, is hydrogen and oxygen, number one and number six in the periodic chart, that has a dipole moment. That means it has two varieties of it, para and ortho, with the dipole moment going to the right or to the left. Now, is there more para or ortho water in the world? See, that's another question that we're trying to answer because most of our studies will say that there's more para water by maybe four times as much para water as there is ortho, just like when we talk about dark matter. These are concepts that may or not be true and last longer than a century or less. They're Mm -hmm. definitions on what we understand in terms of what system of measurement we're using, whether we're using space-time or we're using information. That's why you have different forms of medicine. They basically have different assumptions and assumed truths. Now, the work that Rustam Roy is doing on homeopathy suggests that when you take a single drop of anything, and it has nothing to do with concentration, a single element of anything, a single atom of anything, it restructures the entire vessel of water that it's in with memory in terms of how the different forms of water stack to each other in what is called the exclusion zone, where the water is touching something else. And water, when it touches uh, a plastic behaves one way, and when it touches tellurium, it acts quite differently because water has a memory of what it touches. And this is the primary reason you have a leading edge on the wave because that where that water is touching the air, that water is exclusion zone water, which is actually moving faster than the wave itself and is the very foundation of now what is being studied at MIT as cold fusion. As you drop a single drop of something, homeopathy, a single drop of something, let's say a toxin, into the water, the entire vessel of water or your entire body restructures the resonance in its relationship to that single drop of something. We have, that's we that's Rustin that. Roy's work at Penn State. And Dr. Jerry Pollack is the one that started to talk about what form of water that is that starts that process. And that process is called exclusion zone water, or H3O2. And that can be measured using certain kinds of light in what they call 
uh, uh, well, there, um, I'm trying to think of the name of it. It's um, a type of um, uh, uh, light analysis in the way light bends or responds when it goes through different kinds of water. Like a refraction of light? How that is that? correct. It refracts and has a different quality to it depending on what kind of water that you're doing. Does it matter whether it's, you're, you're talking about dipole of, of water, does it matter which dipole it is? No, or in the it matters what water is touching. It's the memory in the water that causes it to change. And so this is why homeopathy has a validity in the sciences as a valid system of, of, of medicine. But of course, like all medicine, homeopathy is only as good as the operator using it. And we have a lot of Absolutely. terrible doctors out there. So there it is. doesn't matter whether it's good medicine or bad. Right. It's only as good right. as the individual practicing. As a vessel. Okay, so then potency, as you were, uh, we were talking before, potency, which is the dilution and the, and the succussion of that water that's been given the drop of water. Well, it, um, it it, let's say that as if you had less of the toxin, you probably would have less structuring in the memory system of the water in the vessel it was in. However, the difference between 60% and 90% is probably negligible in the fact that mostly if that toxin weren't present at all, there'd be absolutely no structure. Okay, so now I do have another question. I've been experimenting with taking my, the own personal saliva and creating it into an energy field such as through potentization, that's my assumption, and then giving it back to that person. And at some point, there is an incredible healing that takes place, and in another potentization, there's not. So what I have come to believe is that probably we talked about psychosomatic and the belief system that someone has in regard to what's happening in their body. And we used to say that that psychosomatic healing was, you know, a good 25% of the whole overall health of what's going on with someone. I would say it's more like 90%. has nothing to do with the medicine. It has to do with the belief system of what that person is currently envisioning in their mind's eye. And that is confirmed by Emoto and some of the other things about how you can restructure water simply with imagination. Well, then, what do you think is going on with homeopathy? Because I'm going to suggest that imagination is reality, and it's only limited to the imagination of the individual involved, and that each individual has its own closed system or universe of cavitation ball that is constantly changing in the multiverse because of the change in the imagination. So basically what we could do to aid someone in our consultations, which usually last an hour and a half, we have them talk about themselves. We're trained to listen to where the, um, the limitations are and what, where they're limiting themselves. So and they're answering their own question. And once yeah. they get that answer to themselves, it's a simple process to say, oh, I see why my pain is on the left side. It's because I have scar mm -hmm. tissue on the left side, and I'm leaning to the left by 13 degrees. Mm -hmm. And if I concentrate on straightening my back up so that I don't slouch anymore, the pain will disappear. Now, what happens next? The pain disappears. 
Have was it because he yeah. realized that he was off center and by centering himself, yeah. or was it the concept of him believing that that was what was wrong and now he's correcting it? System, They're know. both valid. Which one is which? I don't know. Exactly. And there's no way know. to prove that because that is the nature of information and the concept of imagination. And that's why physics does not have the answers any more than any other field of religion. Oh. So, so as a homeopath, we're also trained. We understand that our remedies can um, meet the frequency of grief. And it yeah, he's using homeopathy as a mechanism, not that it works or not works. What works is the person's belief in it. Oh, well, I guess that's why they come to any practitioners, because they believe in it. That's correct. Now we're going to phase two on that. We can come up with justifications on how homeopathy works using science. But that, again, makes assumed truths and definitions that open and close certain doors of limitation. And what it does is it fine-tunes homeopathy on the way homeopathy might want to approach its way of belief in terms of trying to help bring someone into health from a healing state. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It is about our own limitations that we come in with our own imaginations even as uh, therapists. That is correct. And, and so you sure. have all different forms of medicine, just like you have all different forms of models of the universe. So why, why then do some people come in that it actually is all in the person coming to see you and what their expectations are? Because of credibility of someone over someone else. That's why you came to me. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to know. I know that I don't know. I know that I am using my science as a way of changing my reality. I'm writing a book right now titled The Non-Local Mind in a Holographic Universe, How to Change the Movie. Basically, Chapter 7 was called Time Travel and the True Nature of Cavitation. And I can, using a model in physics now, quoting from Sir Roger Penrose, my Mentor at Princeton tell you exactly what happens at the moment and the moment just after death with consciousness. There is a 3.2 ounce weight loss in the body at the moment of death. That weight loss is structured water in a microtubule. That is a physical representation of the soul. Seriously, in a molecule of water? Yes, ma'am. Structured so water actually, inside a microtubule. We live in our own spaceship. That's absolutely spaceship. correct. And if you listen to instinct, you know, that, that, that inner voice, that's a future timeline talking to the moment. And if you Got listen it. to it, Got what it. happens next is your physical past changes, just like health does. I'm writing Chapter 8 right now. It's called Rock the Casimir or adventures in time travel. And that will deal with the nature of sound and movement to change space-time, like dance and song. And you'll find those in the older Bibles, Colburn Bibles, and the Bibles used by Mark, Luke, and John when they were studying with Christ, called the Colburn Bible, that dealt with the Sefer Yetzirah, or the Book of Formation, using sound in relationship to words and the sound. And the same thing is, is done. Is that about singing, singing and dancing is what you're speaking That's of? That's correct. Dancing changes space-time. You go from the wow. plane 
into the sacred. Seriously. Now you're getting the bigger it's picture. It's that simple. It's as that wow. simple. Those were previous technologies. The pyramids were not built by labor and mammoths. They were using sound and movement to move large objects. Sound and movement. What kind of, I mean, different forms of frequency of sound and the sound. Well, you'll uh, find that in the Bible, sure. in the original Sefer Yetzirah, or the Book of Formation. That is an older technology that we have lost in our, pre in our current epoch. Okay. This okay. epoch so is, is, is called the trial by fire, Tapesia. It has to do with electricity and nuclear energy. Electricity and nuclear energy. As a metaphor. A combination. As a well, I'm trying to give you the bigger picture of how to look at things. And that's what I do. I'm very circular in that regard. But absolutely understand how homeopathy works from a science point of view. Absolutely. I can quote Sir Rustam Roy's work and others that have been doing that work for a long time. There's um, Cavendish. There's uh, Mark Leclerc. Mark Leclerc is at MIT right now working on cold fusion in the movement of a wave in the air. That's how you're able to surf. You have a part of the water that's moving faster than the normal wave itself of the body of water. What is that water that's doing that? That's exclusion zone water, H3O2, and the touching of air, just like your foreign subjects. Yeah, forming cavitation balls. That's correct. So that movement of the water, is that, I mean, how I was seeing something when you were talking about the dipole of water is more like an electromagnetic a magnet, it's like a back and forth. It would propel each other. Is that what's propelling it? I, yeah, I'm not sure how to respond to that. I, I'm, I'm not sure how to respond to that. Okay. I can tell you that when a drop of water falls from the sky and hits a pool of water, what happens next? Mm -hmm. What do you notice? Waves. Okay, waves. that's the future, going out in waves. That is way. What about the waves that go inward? From the drop of water? The yes, there's a slop, and it forms, the water mm -hmm. pops back up into the air again as another drop of water, except uh -huh. it's not a drop of water anymore. It's a cavitation ball or a bubble, and that is a topological surface where the inner part of the air inside the water is then moving as a torus twister. It's a, it's a topological surface turning into the out of. It's a topological surface of a torus. So is that usable? I mean, how does that... What, you mean, is there a sound related that? to that? But it could be anything, yeah. What is it? How about the fact that you what have two do? brains? There's your <laughs> cavitation. It basically consider your brain as the infinity that's been turned on its side like an hourglass where the past is flowing oh. at the moment into the future. The same thing with your brain. It's a cavitation process. Well, now I'm going to be talking about Rock the Casimir or Adventures for All in Time Travel. You go to this place or the multiverse every night when you dream, every time you go into astral projection with the silver cord, any time that you listen to the Shabbat from the Appendishads, Voice of the Silence, the Lost Cord, and at the moment of death, and or near-death experiences. 
That's why Nick. you can go into past life experiences and you can capture. There you go. That's Kubler-Ross, James Hellman. Yes. 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 You can capture it because I've seen that in the in the um, the ability to open up a person's knowledge of where the blood That's is correct. Your fourth genome and our blood type has most likely been placed there by aliens or God or whatever so that we have no memory of past lives. Past lives are not real because time is not real, but it is a type of multiverse situation, which is what I write about in Chapter 7 and Chapter 8. And you can go to Scientific American, and it talks about the quantum multiverse. So basically, we are all that we have been and are going to be, and it's all in this moment. It doesn't that is correct. That is absolutely correct. And homeostasis is different for each of us because we're each of us a microcosm of the macrocosm. Each with its own uniqueness. And we're actually all like that drop that came back from the sides of the water container. Yeah, so basically what's health for one person would be illness to another. Well, that, I think that um, we answered all my questions, huh? <laughs> well, I really enjoyed our conversation, and I can't thank you enough. And my pleasure. Just, I'm always available to help you. The websites I'd like Thank promoted you. are richardallenmiller.com and docram.com. Okay. Both will take you to my bookstore. Docram. <laughs> D-O-C-R-A-M.com is my Facebook. Okay. It's a blog post. With a, yes. And those are the articles each day that I think are important. What is your goal? I'm just curious. What is it that creates this passion to keep learning and sharing? What is it do you think that is? I have no idea i can tell you it, it isn't about a goal like simon says you can go halfway to the door it is the door is not the goal it is about the journey the journey it's the continual journey. it's about yes about the realization of net or new i love it well i admire you and i'm so happy thank you thank you Thank you. I hope we'll talk again. I really appreciate you a lot. Good. Use me as far and wide as you can. I'm here. You you bet. Okay, I'm going to try and sell some of your books for you, too. Okay? Thank you, Mom. Yeah, enjoy yourself. By the way, I just am about to release 15 audiobooks, eight- and nine-week courses I taught at Harvard on metaphysics. Whoa. Whoa. And each Whoa. one has a download library of rare manuscripts to back up my lecture, and each audio book has okay. eight or nine hours of lecture. Okay, so if you want to send me, or you're going to make available a little quibbit, something that I can get people interested in, I'll put it on my website. I understand. I've got your web. I, you, you sent me an email, correct? Yes, yes I believe and you my did. site's yes, not uh -huh. quite up yet. It'll be up in a couple of weeks, yeah. It's well, well, send me an there. email, and then I will send you some things that you can put on your website for downloads, if you'd like, for your clients. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you. Well, okay. thank you, really. I need you as badly as you need me, trust me. <laughs> I'm a starving artist. <laughs> well, we all are. I got hacked. Up, Amazon started bootlegging all of my titles. And then my website got I hacked, and my that. incomes went down to zero. Oh, no, we'll get it back up. Don't worry about it. I'm going to help you as much as I can. You Thank bet. you. I'll try you to bet. help you as well. Yeah, you're, 
Yeah, it'll be fun. Oh, it's a great journey. Thank you. I really Yes, it, it is. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Nice talking to you, Mom. Nice talking to you, too. All right. Take Bye-bye. care. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.